Live, this is the Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. As I wake from restless dreams, are you counting stars or making something brilliant? I long for you to know what a fool I truly was, waiting for a voice or a sign from up above. On the bright side, where my love lies. On the bright side. If I get another chance, maybe somewhere down the line, gonna tear down this fence, all the ties in mind, gonna break away the chains from the coil of this life, and maybe one fine day there'll be no more strife. On the bright side, where my love lies. On the bright side. On the bright side Where my love lies On the bright side On the bright side And Michael Barham, and this is Gary Holt, your host in Escalante, Utah, in Tennessee. And welcome to the show today. We're joined by our co host in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. Have you got snow? Well, I'm looking out the window, and there is a little snow that's been left over, but that's about a week old. So how about you? This weather is really weird. Uh, we were 64 degrees yesterday, I think, or the day before. A uh, little bit of wind, you know. Last night we were windy, but um, it almost feels like spring is getting ready to just pop up all over. <laughs> you know, and yet I have a I'm good ready. I have a good author friend in Montana, Nancy Quinn, and uh, I think she is dealing with major snow uh, rolling in. So you know, it's the West. <laughs> It is the West, but, you know, it's been funny because uh, back home in Tennessee, we've, there's been more snowfall than here in Utah, and uh, not as not as heavy, but there have been more snowfalls out there, and I think they had more snow coming again, and uh, it's funny, when you mention Montana, uh, Mary Kay has performance that's taking place in Belt, Montana on Valentine's Day. And I just looked at the forecast on that, 
And uh, it's going to be minus two for the high on Monday and Tuesday with a low of minus 15. So, wow. <clears throat> yeah, and about four days of snow. <laughs> so here we come, Montana. We're going to be bundled up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We'll we'll visit with our other New Mexico friend in just a little bit and find out what the weather's been like where he is right now. But uh, tell us who we have joining us today. We have our good friend Randy Houston on the line, and we've got some exciting news to share. Randy will be sharing some news today with us, and I'm I'm not going to say anything more. We'll let him talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're looking forward to with Randy, and then in the second hour of the show, we have Mr. Mac Long, who is going to be joining us from Montana again. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we make a lot of the show just about Montana today. But uh, Mac will be joining us in Montana. He's an outfitter and a guide in Montana. He is also a leader and a member of Backcountry World of America. So we'll be talking with Mac in the second hour of the show. But right now, let's play a great song from Mr. Randy Houston. It's one called I'm Already a Cowboy, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Randy today on the Campfire Cafe. Miss Johnson said you sure look cute, dressed up in your hat and boots. Looking down her nose at her coffee cup She said, what you gonna be when you grow up? And I said, I'm already a cowboy And I'm six years old All my friends call me Rawhide You ought to see me ride My outfit's not for show Cause I'm already a cowboy It's why I say yes, ma'am I'm one of the good guys, I know wrong from right, that's just who I am. So ma'am, if you could pardon me, there's a place that I've got to be. Yeah, I gotta go help out one of my parts. He's gathering cows in his backyard. And I'm already a cowboy. Yippee tie I got spurs and a saddle. Like to buy some cattle, but my job barely pays. Cause I'm already a cowboy. The old fashioned kind. And I'd load up my horse, chart my own course, but I'm too young to drive. I'm already a cowboy, it's why I say yes ma'am. I'm one of the good guys, I know wrong from right, that's just who I am. I'm already a cowboy. Welcome back to Campfire 
Star Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard I'm Already a Cowboy, written and performed by today's guest, Randy Houston. Singer-songwriter cowboy, Randy Houston writes and sings about the modern-day lifestyle of the cowboy. He knows firsthand the life of the working cowboy. He started breaking horses for wages at the age of 14 and spent many years in rodeo arenas through high school and college. Today, he partners with his father on their ranch in New Mexico. He's written some of the most widely recognized of contemporary cowboy music, and his songs have been recorded by some of the stars of this genre. Recognized for his performance talent, the Academy of Western Artists voted him the 2010 Male Vocalist of the Year. And in 2019, Randy, along with good friend Jim Jones, provided the musical arrangements and accompanied poet Deanna Dickinson McCall on her Western Heritage Wrangler Award poetry album, I'll Write Through It. My husband and I have had the opportunity to enjoy many of Randy's live performances. With his engaging smile and sense of humor, he brings every song to life, and it is clear that this cowboy enjoys sharing with his audience, either alone or at the mic, or as part of a duo or trio, and we look forward to the time we can catch Randy live again. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, fourth-generation livestock producer, first-generation award-winning hit maker, and now documentary filmmaker, Randy Houston. Welcome, Randy. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We're so happy to have you. Good morning, morning, my friend. Good morning, Gary. How are you? You know what, though? You're not near as happy as I am to be with you. (laughs) <laughs> we're happy to have you with us happy to have you hey i was i was thinking as she was just talking um what has gone on with you with this covid deal and performers and the guys that you perform with what's happening as far as the performances go it just came to a screeching halt we've done a few things um but the, I guess since last February, or well, since the beginning of March of last year, so almost a year, uh, most everything has been canceled. I've done, a, I don't know, maybe two or three live shows since then. Recently, we did a, a really cool uh, video that the Lone Star um, Cowboy Poetry Gathering put together. Uh, they came and filmed us in our natural habitat, and um, we did... Uh, performances on the the video and then also they came to uh, uh, my ranch and and filmed me there but they had four of us on that joel nelson dale burson rod taylor and myself and and that was pretty cool they did an excellent job a very professional professional production and uh, that's that's pretty much that in in writing as far as performing goes no deal well, I suppose that with uh, the lack of performances, of course, you stay pretty busy, doggone, doggone busy with the ranch life, but I expect it's given you a little bit more time to do some writing. That's correct, and and also, uh, I think it was year before last, I just I kind of made a decision that I really needed to spend more time writing. I love to write. I just don't take the time to do it enough, and I have been, so... Um, I don't know that I was any less busy this year other than with performances because as you mentioned the the ranch life keeps me keeps me very busy it it didn't uh go on break. Yeah. 
Yeah. Has <laughs> has COVID affected ranching any as far as, you know, maybe cattle sales or anything like that? Um thing that I've seen is it it, it has hurt our market. Um, yeah. you know, cattle are, cattle are still being sold, but um the the prices went down and and it also created some interesting things in the market that would have been hard to predict. I mean, you can't predict the market, but there are trends and there are things that you can expect, but they went pretty wacky with the COVID deal. Wow. Well, well, you know, we have not, I've not talked with anybody much about how it has affected ranching. And and that that just came to my mind when we were talking a minute ago, it's like this affected the ranching situation and, um, you know, I know cattle sales, a lot of the cattle sales have become virtual, um, you know, online auctions, as uh, as well as the horse sales and, and equestrian events, just kind of like the music has. And, um, yes. Um, one, of the, one of the things with the virtual cattle sales, though, is the industry was moving in that direction anyway. It, yeah. It's, it's more of a United States. States wide market. You know, cattle are purchased in Florida and they're shipped to New Mexico. Uh, things right. like that. It's not uncommon. You keep, you've mentioned Montana. They'll have a sale in Montana and some of those cattle will go to Texas. So they were headed in that direction anyway. And I, I do think this shoved it down the road a little further. The live auctions are still going on in, in our state. Okay. All right. Well, I just wondered, you know, there are so many things that COVID has changed. Uh, the way that music is presented, uh, and, and a lot of this, I think, will just continue on because it expands the audience, really, um, to a worldwide audience rather than folks that are able to attend events. But I'll tell you what, people are eager, eager to get back out to live concerts again. And, uh, and I know the performers are eager to get back out to live concerts as well. Just no doubt. Something, something about performing live. All right, well, we're going to come back and talk more with Randy Houston a little bit about uh, what's going on in the ranching world and the music world, and uh, we'll let him talk a little bit about the project that he's got coming out that uh, we're kind of going to sneak some things in on a little bit later in the show. But right now, let's listen to a great song that he's done, The Cowboy, and when we come back, we'll talk more with Randy and with Bob Bell on the Campfire Cafe. History of leather and lead Of stampede and broken bone pain Some words mumbled over the dead Then keep pushing cows to the train Hard times make hard hands And one blade sharpens the next Legends shape the land, breaking trails for the rest. And that was the day of the cowboy. Oh, what a world he could see. And that was the day. 
passed on to us that remain Itching to cut the wire And keep pushing cows to the train And this is the day Of the cowboy Oh, what a world he can see from uh, Cowboys and Girls. Um, Randy, I want to go back in time just a little bit because something really interesting and fun happened in 2019 since we've last chatted with you. Um, You and good friend Jim Jones and Deanna McCall, um, you showed up on stage and accepted an award. You want to tell us a little bit about that project and the Wrangler Awards? Sure. Uh, for, for folks that don't know, the Wrangler Award is given by the uh, National Cowboy Hall of Fame and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City. And for me that grew up in the, in the cowboy industry, the ranching industry, uh, that is the absolute pinnacle uh, for something we could do. And Deanna's project, Deanna is a, a, writes um, short stories, novels, and wonderful cowboy poetry, wonderful poetry. Um, but cowboy poetry. And so we had been performing live together, Jim Jones, Deanna McCall, and myself for a few years. And she got ready to do an album and she said, um, you know, do you guys want to perform on it with me? And of course we did. So we got together in a studio in New Mexico and Deanna would recite the poems and Jim and I would uh, accompany her with music and we did it all live, which was, was really fun. And I wasn't sure if we could pull it off, but um, Deanna is so good that it was not a problem. Um, but we just sat down and basically in one afternoon um, created the whole project, and it won, um, it won the Wrangler Award that year uh, for uh, the Horizon Award. It, and it was such a fun, um, it was such a fun, you know, I watched it, I watched it on TV and um, you guys were so fun. Um, so, and it's not the first Wrangler that you've won. You, you won another one earlier. You want to just hit on that one for a moment? Yes. I've, <laughs> I appreciate you mentioning it because like I said, that, that award is something that I truly, honestly, really, really never believed I would get. And, um, that they give four music awards and, um, 
that particular year, uh, my daughter and I won three out of the four awards, and it was wow. for the it was for the album uh, Cowboys and Girls. And you won wow. three out of the four. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It was. You know what? And since since I'm since I'm bragging, yes, I did. I did, and we did. And um, one of the judges came up to me at that event. That event is incredible. I, I it's hard to describe what that event is like. But one of the, a fellow came up to me at the at the event, and he said. Um, uh, introduced himself, said he was one of the judges for the music, and he said that we were one vote from winning all four of them. Oh, Wiley, Wiley Gustafson won Song of the Year that year, and I couldn't have been happier for that. I've, I've loved Wiley forever. We're good friends. And um, Anyway, yeah, what a what an honor, incredible honor. Wow, yeah. Well, it's pretty exciting, and, uh, and unfortunately, they had to end up canceling that event last year, and then I just saw that they have delayed mm-hmm. it again this year. So, do it's you know when that is? September, yeah. September. Yeah, September. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, well, September seventeenth sure. to the twentieth, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I was just on their website last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's my wife was supposed to be a presenter this past year. And had oh, no. a brand new day, de- brand new dress. She was so excited, you know. And I'll brag on her. She's not anywhere around, but she's won two Wrangler awards, and I'm very proud of her for what she's done. But yeah, we we had made reservations to show up out there, and then had to cancel them. And then uh, we were looking forward to coming back again this year. But unfortunately, if those dates are right, Bobby, we'll be doing rendezvous out here in Utah time so oh yeah it's i i know it's september 17 to something yeah 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 well if if i if i if i may interrupt i'll make a prediction uh mary Kay will be going back someday she's just too good (laughs) for that to not happen (laughs) well i appreciate that i'll tell her you said that and by the way we get to another song and this is a song she had requested that we play of yours she said she absolutely loves it. She's a big fan of Randy Houston, and it's one called Hurricane Deck. We're going to listen to that and come back and talk more with Randy and Bobby today on the Campfire Cafe. You ease up in the saddle, it's frosty and first light. Your pony's walking on eggshells and a chill runs down your spine. Just when you think you've stolen a ride and the hair lays down on your neck. Both barrels blow as he leaves the ground. Welcome to the hurricane deck. And time stands still when you're sitting in the middle of the back of a bucking horse. Storm blows up out of thin air and it hits with a mighty force. Keep your mind in the middle leg on each side and you might avoid the wreck. He never felt your world rock till you've ridden on the hurricane deck. Some folks never get it. 
Some can't get enough. Some of us feed on the danger and crave the adrenaline rush. So we climb down in the buck and shoot, not just to win a check. It's the thrill of the ride when they crack the gate, and I'm back on the hurricane deck. And time stands still when you're sitting in the middle of the back of a bucking horse. Storm blows up out of thin air and it hits with a mighty force. Keep your mind in the middle, leg on each side, and you might avoid the wreck. Ain't never felt your world rock till you've ridden on the hurricane deck. Seventeen years in Nashville, didn't you? How did you find out it was that long? That's supposed to be a closely guarded secret. <laughs> <laughs> it was closely guarded, my friend. Yeah. Um, Tell us yes, about that. Yes, yes, I did. And and one of the other guarded secrets is that I'm a veterinarian. So I went to to veterinary school. Um, I was the youngest graduate from my class. I had the whole world in front of me, and I went to visit. Uh, uh, actually stay with a veterinarian friend of mine in Lexington, Kentucky in the fancy horse world. And uh, that was my senior year. And I looked that over and said, this is what I want to do. So I moved back there. While I was there, um, I, I kind of teamed up with a local band and um, I'd sit in with them. I wasn't with the band, but I'd sit in with them. They were going to make an album and record it in Nashville uh, one of the guys that was in the band, uh, and it was a really good band. They were really good. Uh, one of the guys that was in the band ended up, he left uh, the Greg Austin band to play with Holly Dunn, who was a star for wow. a while. And then he was a background singer for Vince Gill. And then he had a record deal as a trio, Matthews, Wright, and King. And then and now he's the, the lead singer or the main singer for the background singers at the Grand Ole Opry. So anyway, we had a oh, connection wow. and Tony got us set up and got me set up to kind of get this album going. Um, I moved, I went down to get all this stuff happening, made a bunch of friends. I was writing songs that I was encouraged to, to move to Nashville to, to write. And, um, their American Songwriter Magazine has a, a song contest every or an annual song contest, and I won it for the year, and that was kind of the what pushed me over the edge. And so I moved to Nashville, 
and actually actually did really well. What I did the best in, if if money is uh, the barometer, was music publishing. We had um, we we did real well with the music publishing. Wow, wow, wow! And if I'm not mistaken, that's about the your lovely wife, wasn't it? I I met her in Kentucky on a horse farm. She mm-hmm. worked for um, she worked for a horse farm up there, and yes, and as they say, the rest is history. The rest is history. the rest is history. But as I recall, you were you were uh, living in Leaper's Fork, and you just kept accumulating more cattle and more cattle, and then you thought, why in the <laughs> heck am I in Nashville, Tennessee, when I could be in New Mexico? <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, you're absolutely correct about that, and and nothing against the music business or the Nashville music business. I've continued to do my thing since then, but my heart is my heart is horseback and with cattle. And you're absolutely right. I had oh I don't know between 150 and 200 cows right there around Leaper's Fork, and um, that's really not cowboy world. And I wanted to move back to cowboy world, so I came back to New Mexico. Yeah, Leaper's Fork has now become music world almost, you know. That's where all the stars landed. And um Yeah beautiful. Yeah, they were beautiful. just they were just waiting for me to get out of their way. <laughs> Did you ever go to Puckett's while you were there? I played at Puckett's the doggone many times. Actually when I was there when we first when we first moved there, it really was just a little country store. Uh, yeah, we called her. We called her Ma Mary was the lady that ran it, and it was nothing like it is today. Um, and then, as things progressed, they built a little stage kind of out back and to the side of Puckett's, and we did outdoor concerts there. A lot of the stars um, also lived there while I was there, so that was it. Was really really interesting. Uh, the different people I had a chance to perform with while I was there. It was it was pretty neat yeah it says just continued to grow because they're in franklin they're downtown nashville they're in columbia they're in it's grown all over the place and um, yeah yeah so when you come back to nashville and when i get back to nashville we need to go to puckett's and have a meal together that'd be kind of fun we'll do it Well, well you know what let's just schedule a deal where maybe mary Kay and i can go in there and perform the guy that was running that puckett thing the music part of that Puckett thing is a real good friend of mine. I don't know if he still is. He was last year. So, wow. Um, when I when I plan my trip, I'll I'll um, I'll see if he's still doing it. If he is, we'll we'll get on there. We'll do a little Western Riders night. There you go. That'd be a ton of fun. That'd be a ton of fun. Well, there's another great song that you've done. And uh, it's one called Make My Mother Smile. Tell us about this song. The The title of the song, I'm a big title guy. I think titles are so important. Uh, the idea of a song is important, but the title is hugely important. Uh, that title came from the co-writer, who is Ted Hoffman, a rancher in um, southern Idaho. In fact, Ted just put a book of poems together um, and released it. But... Um, it was Ted's idea. We crafted the song to uh, really be about our mothers, um, his mother and mine, which were, they were both living when we wrote the song. Uh, they have both since passed, but um, it's been a, it's been a, it was a great song, but it's been a great song for me. A lot of people have, 
liked it and asked for it over the years, and I'm plum pleased to have been a part of it. Well, it's a beautiful song. Let's take a listen to Make My Brother Smile. We're talking with Andy Houston today. We were sitting at the supper table. Grandpa had come over for the night. I turned 16 and knew it all Mom and I got into a fight Afterwards the silence left me staring at my plate Till I walked outside with Grandpa Still feeling out of place He said, son, you know I've helped you Learn to live and work on this land And tonight I watched you try to stand your ground Like a man There's a lady that I haven't seen Twenty years come June Son, I still miss my mother And someday you will too at the rodeo as a youngster, I won the all-around. My neighbors chose me as commissioner at the courthouse in town. Winning fame or fortune, I'll miss it by a mile. Cause the greatest thing I ever did was make my mother smile. Sometimes we men forget Just who works the hardest on the place Her life is tough as rawhide Yet we still expect the lace And she'll turn her whole life upside down To see your dreams come true You'll find nothing will compare To the love she has for you at the rodeo as a youngster, I won the all-around. My neighbors chose me as commissioner at the courthouse in town. Winning fame or fortune, I'll miss it by a mile. Cause the greatest thing I ever did was make my mother smile. from the CD, Keeping the New West Wild. So, um, Randy, I think also since we chatted with you last, uh, you and 
and uh, Jim Jones and Doug Biggs and a bunch of folks headed over to Scotland, did you not? And what did you do there? <laughs> we did. We went to Scotland. Um, their band, the Cowboy Way, had booked some performances over in Scotland. And as part of that trip, we went over there to play music and then also film the trip, uh, kind of document the trip. And it turned into doing a documentary that was or is to kind of show the effect that the Scottish drovers had on uh, the American West and the cattle drive days. A lot of the, the folks had to leave Scotland uh, prior to the, the heyday of the trail drives here, but they fit right in with the cowboys because they were cattle people. And so it, the documentary is still in progress. Boy, it talked about how did COVID affect things. It really affected that a lot. It slowed it down a lot. Um, I'm in the editing process right now, and hopefully we'll have it done soon. But it's gonna, the documentary will talk about the Scottish drovers and the American cowboys, and then also um, the, the band, the Cowboy Way, and the trip we took over there uh, and the music and such. It sounded like, I remember when you were all there, the um, variety of photos that, you know, people were posting on Facebook, and it just looked like y'all were having such a great time, and you were meeting so many people, and I saw some live video of some of the performances. There was one place y'all performed that everybody was, like, in big, easy chairs, like a uh, lazy boy <laughs> chair. It was a lot of fun, but I, I'll tell you, in, in all seriousness, I've worked so hard, so many long hours with it that I, I missed a lot of the fun and I need to go back. That particular venue you're talking about is, um, it, it's, oh, its nickname is the Woodstock of Scotland, but it's, uh -huh. a, it's a huge, huge concert. Um, I think they said that there were somewhere between 50 and 100,000 people there. And wow. they have mul multiple venues happening at the same time. And um, it's just huge. And it, it spans traditional music all the way up to current pop music. Um, you know, the huge uh, platinum selling pop bands down to um, folks that are playing the bagpipes. And so uh, just wow. an incredible, the whole thing was an incredible experience. Yeah, yeah, but I know you were working hard. You really weren't able to. Well, I think you all were working pretty hard. I, I think uh, Barbara Alt and uh, Joy Allen and a few other folks that went along, they were they were able to <laughs> get into some pubs and do some other things while you guys were all working pretty hard. <laughs> well, you know what? We didn't see them. Jim, Jim and I didn't see them, but once or twice, maybe twice. Uh, I think okay. I think right after they right after they got there, and then when they went to that Belladrum Festival. But uh, we were, when we weren't playing music, we were traveling, filming, and yeah, then yeah. fall into bed exhausted, and then get up early <laughs> the next morning and go meet other people <laughs> and film some more. So yeah, they yeah. were over there, but we really didn't see them very much at all. Yeah, yeah, you guys were busy. Well, I know Gary has another song queued up we want to get to, because then I know we have some special music um, still to get to. 
Um, this is a really fun song. Gary, are you still going to do Cowboy Magazine? Such a fun I think song. We'll just, we'll just go right into Cowboy Magazine and come back right. and talk a little bit about the special announcement we'll have to make in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. His mama dressed him up in short pants and sent him to the very best schools. In the 70s, he grew his hair and his beard, broke the establishment's rules. Now he's got a five-acre ranch over on the western slope and a longhorn bull and an Appaloosa horse and a 60-foot rawhide rope. He goes riding down the trail, honking his saddle horn. Wearing every piece of gear any buckaroo's ever worn. He used to follow the Rolling Stone, but he's no longer into that scene. Cause his new ambition is getting his picture in Cowboy Magazine. Daddy named him Aubrey Preston Jones III But he nicknamed himself Bronco So he could fit in the herd He watches RFD, he reads buckaroo books Eats nothing but beef and beans And he just can't figure why he can't get his picture in Cowboy Magazine he goes riding down the trail, honking his saddle horn. Wearing every piece of gear any buckaroo's ever worn. He used to follow the Rolling Stone, but he's no longer into that scene. Cause his new ambition is getting his picture in Cowboy Magazine. He wants to hear the prairie dogs howl. He wants to see a camp cookie sing. And he just can't figure why he can't get his picture in Cowboy Magazine. I think I know a few people like that one. I believe I know a few folks like that. That is a great song. Great song. Hey, we, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, you got a new project that you're working on and um, a brand new album that's going to be coming out shortly. Tell us a little bit about this. If I may, I will answer your question, but Bobby Jean said that, th- that there was a big surprise today on the show. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. Is the, what's the big, what's the big surprise? <laughs> I think you're going, Go ahead, to, you're going to share, uh, you're going to share some music that hasn't been heard on the air. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I thought maybe you found out I got another feed pickup. <laughs> the, the, the big the big surprise I bought a a twenty year old feed pickup to add to what we had. Um, no, the the I do have a new pro I do have a new project coming out. I wanted to release it in two thousand and twenty, but it um, COVID got that, and I guess I could have mentioned that when you asked me about how COVID affected things, but. Yeah. I delayed the delayed the release of the CD. I started recording it um, in, in 2020, finished it in 2020, and then I've just been sitting on it. So um, I, I really believe that as recording artists, we should think that our latest project is our best project. And I really think this one is my best project up to date. Um, it's, you know, my, my, I, my style is contemporary cowboy in a in a poorly defined genre of western music and mm-hmm. um i i'm kind of all over the board but i tried to kind of keep it on the board in this one uh, i'm real excited real real excited i think i've got some some good stuff on it well it's uh, the music that i've heard is great and so we're going to get right now what will be the title cut from the new album called reflections and we'll come oh, back yeah. talk more with Randy in just a moment about this. I am the reflection in my horse's eye. And it's good for the inside of me. The horse doesn't care what armor I wear. Because it's my heart that he sees I am the reflection In my dog's eyes Looks like who I'd like to be A kind, loyal friend True to the end Sometimes the reflection is me But the human gets in the way Too many dragons to slay Still I keep seeking redemption On roads that are paved with intention I am the reflection in my child's eyes Taller than I'll ever be Where lies the truth The aged or the youth Likely it's somewhere between I am the reflection In my father's eyes The image is blurry at best Horses and cattle Years in the saddle Wonder have I passed the test Cause the human gets in the way Too many dragons to slay Still I keep seeking redemption On roads that are paved with intention I am the reflection in God's eyes. Sometimes it 
looks like the sun Try as I might To fight the good fight Somehow it all comes undone Cause the human gets in the way Too many dragons to slay Still I keep seeking redemption On roads that are paved with intention Perfect in my imperfections Reflection title cut with a hopefully soon to be released album reflections and um so randy you were talking a little bit a while ago about how important titles were how did you come about this and how did you pick it for the title cut for the album <laughs> what, what a great question so if you ask me reflections is a very ordinary title it's just that is not a standout <laughs> title a standout title is something like 18 wheels and a dozen roses. Um, <laughs> and so it was, it was awesome because I cut this in Nashville um, and uh, we got ready <laughs> to do this song. And so the session players say, all right, what's next? And I said, reflections. And, you know, five guys there, I swear, three of them looked up at me and just about rolled their eyes. Because this is such an or such an ordinary title, um, and so of course you know, and, and they're all A-list um, uh, uh, session players, and so I turned to one of them and I said, I said, what? No good songs named Reflections? And he said, mm, not yet. <laughs> but but the whole the whole song started with I am the reflection in my horse's eye. And, um, you know, then that made me think, well, heck, I'll say the same thing about my dog and realized I had a whole song, uh, the buildings of a whole song. And a lot of times the song chooses the title. I hate when that happens. I like to choose the title and make it be a standout title. But um, Why? This, this one this just was. It's about reflections. And so um, <laughs> that's, how, that's how it happens. All right, all right. Do you do most of your recording back in Nashville? Yes, yeah. Um, we did Deanna's uh, CD out here, and then I've worked on some other projects for other people here, but I'm too spoiled to not go to Nashville. <laughs> I tell you, we've had so many people that recorded out here for the first time, and they said it is just so much less expensive because you can do it so quickly. You know, these guys are yeah. so good. And yep. uh, and I think that's true. I mean, I, I'm I'll brag, I'll brag, I'm a Nashville session yep. guys. But uh, yeah, anyway, incredible. Yeah. So I want to get to another song real quickly. This is another new song that will be from, on the album, and it's called "I Am the Storm." How'd you come up with this? And uh, when do you think it will be released? Oh, uh, first uh, on the album release, I I just don't know. Uh, I keep thinking next month, next month, next month. Um, I, I still have some artwork to do. I've delayed that to the very end. And then, uh, oh, to be smart, I'll have to do some pre-release stuff. 
So yeah. what are we now? First of February. I think realistically we'll be looking at April or May. Okay. Um, and then as far as I am the storm, I had heard that expression before, and then it kind of became a Facebook uh, meme sort of thing, and it's used for a bunch of different deals. It's like, girl, you can't handle this. You won't weather the storm. And I say, I am the storm. <laughs> um, you know, or it, it, it was used in a lot of context. Uh, I had heard it before, and um, it just kept eating at me and eating at me and eating at me. And I go, I got to make a song out of that. So uh, that's how it came to be. And it's a, it's a military song. Um, and I kind of tried to write it where it spanned time. It starts at, it could all be in one time era, but I, I sort of hope that it takes the listener through some multiple time periods. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's travel through time with this song. <laughs> I am the storm. It's Mr. Randy. Houston. We'll be back on the campfire cafe in just a moment. Said you're headed to a hurricane of hell. You'll never make it through the storm alive. Warrior awakens, he is coiled up to strike. He says, Captain, it's not me you need to warn. May God have mercy on the men I meet today, cause I am, I am the storm.
stops in the cottonwoods, figures he's fooling himself. That he'd rather have memories than find out she found someone else. So he's riding away as Natalia steps out in the yard. She cries out his name, once again he's in her arms. And she says, old gringo, have you figured out this could be home? Texas don't need you, you belong in New Mexico. We'll turn back the clock, be like kids once again. Cause even old gringos can become New Mexicans. Cowboys are driving them home 
And they sing as they move them along Heidi Ho, Montana Beneath the big sky Your high shining mountains Are bright and alive Heidi Ho, Montana Full of garnets and gold And your son sing a song to your sweet big sky soul. All the winter awakens the call of the wild. The gobblers are gobbling at the geese on the right. All the deer join the dance. As the rut has begun With the song of the cowboys The stars and the sun While he's riding mighty tall In life's circumstance He'd rope that old storm If given a chance And with a nugget of wisdom on this hard cattle drive The spirit of the cowboy Is well and alive Heidi Ho, Montana Beneath the big sky Your high shining mountains Are bright and alive Heidi Ho, Montana Full of garnets and gold and your son sing a song to your sweet big sky soul. And then a voice deep as God, you can hear the earth sing like a howl from the canyon that will never be tamed. For it's not about the money, silver. Gold, but the secrets of life only hard lands can hold. Hi, ho, Montana, beneath the big sky, your high shining mountains are bright and alive. Hi, ho, Montana. Full of garnets and gold And your son sing a song To your sweet big sky soul ho Tidy Ho, Montana by Rodeo and Juliet, better known as Chris and Jan Harris from here in Nashville. So great, great song. Well, time for Saddle Up America right now. We're going to be joined by Mr. Mac Long, who is in Montana. And um, Mac, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. I've talked to everybody today about the weather. What is the weather like in Montana today? 
Well, we've been spoiled the last week or so. We feel like the banana belt of the of the West right the last week, but we've got a <laughs> we've got a pretty major cold front coming in right now. Temperatures dropped about twenty degrees here in the last couple hours and and there's snow in the mountains, so uh it's it's gonna get chilly and, and a little snowy tonight. Well, my wife and I are headed to Belt, Montana next week. Nice. So how close is how close is that to you? Oh, it's it's a ways. It's on the east side of the divide, and we're on the west side of the divide. Uh, it's probably about 150 miles. Uh, okay. But, yeah, that's great country over there. Yeah, well, I, I'm just checking the forecast for next week, and uh, I'm seeing minus 2 for a high, 15 for a low, so that's really exciting. Yeah, it sounds like there's a pretty major Arctic air front coming down, so I, I think you'll be sure and stick in an extra jacket. All right, we'll do that, and a little little uh, long handles or something to go along with that. But anyway, Absolutely. it's good good to have you back with us, and it's been a few years since you were on. I think the last time you were on with our good friend, Mr. Jim Harvey. But right. um, you are a, an outfitter. You're a guide. Uh, you are a longtime member of Backcountry Horsemen of America, and uh, I you're doing some terrific things with the youth program with Backcountry Horsemen of America. So, first of all, let's talk a little bit about your business, and that's Bob Marshall Outfitters, right? Yeah, Bob Marshall Wilderness Outfitters, and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're a full service outfitting business uh, based out of where our, our ranch is in Charlotte, Montana. Uh, but all of our uh, all of our trips are into the one and a half million acre Bob Marshall Wilderness, uh, which we're fortunate fortunate to live very close to. And and uh, my wife Connie and I uh, own and run the business, and it wouldn't operate without her. So uh, the two of us together make it work. Oh, that's great. Now, for folks that are, are around the world, for folks that are listening in Australia, or folks that are listening in Turkey, or wherever they might be listening. What is an outfitter? Um, an outfitter, basically, uh, our our goal and and duty is to provide the skills and the quality equipment and livestock to be able to take people into the backcountry um, safely uh, and have an enjoyable experience experiencing what wilderness and and backcountry has to offer. So where do your where do your uh, clients or customers come from? Well, they come from all over the world. We've had uh, you know probably uh, quite a few of the European countries. Of course, Canada uh, we get quite a few from, but uh, from from all over the world. But you know, primarily our most of our uh, uh, guests are from the United States. Uh, probably seventy or seventy five percent is is all U.S. Uh, but but quite a few from around the world, and that always makes it fun. We've had we've had guests from Australia, and and uh, we've we've got a series of invites to go see people that we're we're going to start capitalizing on here one of these days. <laughs> so you're going to get out and travel the world a little bit yourself. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely, you bet. That is pretty cool. Well, I know you do a lot of work with uh, the youth program with Backcountry Horsemen of America, and uh, so we're going to talk about couple of different programs that you specifically work on but let's start with that and tell us a little bit about the about the youth program that you well yeah we'd be glad to so um 
I guess kind of start with, you know, Backcountry Horsemen of America is a national organization that, that tries to work with people for uh, for education and uh, they're, uh, they're advocates for uh, trails and public lands and wilderness. And, uh, and, and so that's the role of Backcountry Horsemen of America. And so part of that, each of the states have a, uh, have a, uh, the state chapter and in the state chapter, um, one of our main goals here in Montana has been has been youth education. Uh, we we spend quite a bit of money um, on the youth on the youth program. We are able to our, the program has really grown in the last five years. There, there's more and more interest uh, all the time. And by youth, I mean t- typically most of the of the younger folks that we get are in that. Um, 15 to 25 and I know that's getting past youth but in that 15 to 25 age group we have a lot of interest on younger students that we do different types of projects with those that are from 7 to 14 uh, there's a lot of shorter term uh, like we'll do a winter clinic or we'll do a spring clinic um, and and work with them but when we actually start going into the into the wilderness and into the backcountry, most of that is geared towards that 15 to 25 group. Um, and so, in doing that, there's been some scholarships developed. We we offer one through our business to backcountry horsemen, uh, where people can apply for that. And uh, uh, and and of course, you know, people can pay and sign up for it as well. But but we try to do at least one. On in the last few years, we've done two scholarships a year, um, just to try to get the numbers up. And, and it's been real rewarding because a lot of the, the students that we get uh, go on. We, we've gotten Facebook contacts and emails from folks that have gone on to do, like, uh, horse and mule packing for the Forest Service, for the Park Service. Uh, they've gone on to do other outdoor fish and wildlife management-type jobs. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been, you know, satisfying to see that they don't just go take a class and forget about it they actually make that part of their life and their career what are what are they learning in the classes mac well uh great question and and so uh our our uh, most of our, our classes are five day we do have some seven day but most of them are five day and we start out um working safely around stock we figure that's the number one place to begin um, yeah. a lot of people um we get people that have been around horses their whole life, and we have other people that just dream about being horse, around horses. And so uh, we start everybody out at the same spot, which is uh, ground ground level stuff. And then so we just build up from there as far as, you know, just getting their hands on stock, how to approach, how to do it safely, uh, working around grooming. Uh, and then we go into things like saddling, uh, bridling, and then, of course, from there we'll we'll go into – basic writing instruction, um, which over the course of the five days, you know, the first couple of days is, is everything's basic and just getting comfortable. And then we actually go out on mountain trails and spend the next uh, three days or so uh, in the mountains uh, riding different trains. Um, so that's, that's kind of the introductory part of it. We also, uh, after about the second day, we, we switch over and we start uh, – Packing demonstrations, talking about um, kind of the same thing. We review the safety side of stuff, and we go into uh, using pack saddles uh, and you know the different parts of a pack saddle, 
how to mani up uh, loads, and mani is simply to wrap the load so that you can put it on the pack saddle. Okay. Uh, some, pe- some people use panniers, how to load cargo, how to get it up on the back of a mule so that uh, it will most likely ride, uh, and, and how to watch those loads, how to balance those loads. And then, of course, the next thing in that is how do you lead a string? You've got to learn to lead one mule before you can lead nine. Wow. Um, and so, and so um, you know, we get them started with that, get them comfortable. Um, while we're in the backcountry, um, we cover things like minimum impact camping with stock, which we think is, you know, that's incumbent on every horseman that goes into the backcountry. They should do everything they can to make it so the next visitor that comes in feels like no one's ever been there before. And right. so, so we push that very strongly um then uh we talk things like cooking how to cook in in camp uh depending on how many people you've got and there's you know connie does that and she's um she's a master at at figuring out how much food to take for how many people most a lot of times we'll have 15 people on a trip um and so to feed 15 people for on a nine-day trip it takes a lot of um planning and so she tries to teach that to other people um as we as we go and then uh, of course in our country you know food storage in bear country is a big deal oh yeah Uh, you've got to be you got to be able to store your food so that uh, you're not going to be pulling bears into camp Um, while you're in camp you've got to feed your horses and mules you've got to hold them in the back country if you're going to graze them you've got to learn how to do that uh, I talked a little bit about, you know, riding in mountainous terrain, uh, learning how to ride in mountainous terrain safely. And, of course, if you're leading a string, that adds a whole other component to it. Um, how to cross rivers and streams. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of um, skill that goes into doing that. And so we, we cover that. Um, if, you encom- if you encounter snow and ice, you've got to be able to deal with that. Um, and then a big part of everything is just preparing for a wilderness backcountry trip, planning ahead and, and you know, what type of gear you're going to take, what kind of tack do you need, uh, what equipment, you know, what kind of tents, how many tents, how many sleeping bags, how many, whatever. Uh, and, and we always push, you know, we like durable quality equipment. We like a light weight. The lighter the weight you can take, the fewer uh, meals you need to take. Uh, and we like for everything that we can to have more than one use. So if you take something back there, you can use it for more than one thing. It just reduces how much stuff you have to take. So that's that's a quick overview of what they actually learn. Now I, got, I have a question for you. How many okay. mules does it take to? How many mules does it take to pack in enough food for uh, 15 people for nine days plus livestock? How many mules will you have on a trip like that? Yeah, typically uh, it's right at 13, 13 to 14. Wow. Uh, uh, so we'll have 13 to 14 pack animals, and if it's, a, if it's a group of 15, we'll have 15 riding animals. So you've got 28 total head of stock. Um, and so, you know, along with that, um, that's why we teach things like how to graze in the backcountry because we, uh, you know, you, to take enough, if you were going to try to take enough feed to feed 28 head of stock, you'd need another 15 or 20 head of stock yeah. just to pack the feed. Yeah. So uh, so you need to be able to, uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can do, but, you know, like all of our mules, uh, we get them herded up with our horses. We use a bell mare, 
and she is uh, her job the bell mayor's job is to hold uh, the gildings and the mules close so uh, we turn them loose uh, turn them out at night uh, to graze so they get to, to eat all night and uh, and then we get them caught back up in the morning and and uh, uh, saddled up or whatever we're going to do for the day wow 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 i mean i mean Sign up, sign up for one of your classes. I don't know. Sounds like I might. Well, well, we we do have a class this this June ninth, June ninth to thirteenth, and uh, we are uh, it, it's filling up, but we still have room in it. Oh wow, wow! So how can people find you? By the way, let's go ahead and just address that right quickly. Well, the easiest way is you can either Google up Bob Marshall Wilderness Outfitters and it'll come up, or else uh, BobMarshallWildernessOutfitters.com. Okay, uh, and either one of those, either one of those will work. All right. Well, I am sure people are going to want to do that. Check you out, and uh, and I think probably the easiest thing for me to do would be just to sign up to do an outfitting deal and let you guys worry about the uh, packing in the mules and how much food to take. Sounds like that'd be well, the easiest way. Well, sure, and you know, and it's really interesting because there's a lot of horse people out there that, uh, you know, they've got a lot of experience riding and they just haven't. Uh, taking that step to go in on a, yeah. on a wilderness trip and a lot of people do that they'll go with us a time or two and you know that's our whole goal that's why we teach these classes is so people can learn how to go in on their own and uh, you know it's there, there's plenty of people that we can take in that don't have the skills and so people that do we just try to help them out so that they are comfortable and can go in safely wow, wow. well let's take a real quick break let's listen to a great song called wyoming woman Montana man, I told you we're going to be plugging Montana now during the show with all Perfect. of our music. And uh, this is by A.K. Holt, my wife. And uh, it's a great song that she's done. And when we come back, we're going to come back and talk more with Mac Long about uh, what they are doing as far as training in different areas. You're listening to Saddle Up America, Question Legacy Radio Network. She was dead down long 
braid like rope down her back She thought, man, I'd be a fool Not to stop and help a gal that looks like that He said, can I help you? She said, well, I've been helped by men like you enough But I guess it's all right if you can carry me to town in that truck She wore a flat brim hat and her boots were the buckaroo style And she knew from the truck this cowboy had been long for a while Oh, he didn't talk much but his dark eyes just blew her By the way, your wife is an excellent singer. I was great to listen to. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll tell her you said that. Yeah, please do. Um, so, yeah, um, so we talked a little bit about on the youth side of stuff, but uh, one of the other things that we do that we um, are enjoy is we work with the University of Montana on a college credit, college-level class. Um, it's called Wilderness Policy and Packing. Uh, there's two segments to it. It's a total of five credits uh, through the University of Montana. It's open to students anywhere in the country or, I guess, around the world. Um, and um, that that particular class uh, goes from June 28th to July 2nd. Um, and I have some contact information if anybody is interested in that. And basically what it is, the first segment of it is learning about wilderness policy and some of the nuts and bolts about packing uh, and how stock uses contributed to wilderness and things like that. The second part of that class is actually a wilderness pack trip. It's a five-day uh, trip that uh, will go into the Bob Marshall Wilderness, and uh, students will actually do hands-on. Uh, just everything I talked about before will cover those types of things in that class. Um, wow. But uh, so yeah. Anyway, they can contact the University of Montana or um, yeah, Eva. It's eva. Maggie M A G G I at umontana.edu if anyone is interested in signing up for that. Okay. Uh, they can also go to our website. But anyway, they can contact Eva, who is a professor on that one uh, directly. Um, the other thing that <clears throat> excuse me that we do um, that's 
that we enjoy doing and kind of honored to do is <clears throat> we've been over the last several years been doing uh special ops military training um and and you know the history of uh, of the horses and and mules in in the military has been really really interesting uh it all started back with our first president before he was president of the United States General George Washington was a, was a commander in chief of the Continental Army during the American Revolutionary War, and he established yeah. the first uh, the first mounted regiment in 1776. And uh, and so you know as it as it progressed, uh, you know the the army went, and the cavalry was deeply uh, involved with the westward movement coming from the from the East Coast coming west through the 1880s, and the horse and the army were synonymous with each other. Um, and, the, and the army was dependent on the horse until the 1930s, and then, uh, you know, the last, the last cavalry training uh, location was at Fort Riley, Kansas, in 1941. Wow! And that was, the, uh, and then in the in the late 30s and going into the early 40s, they became they the army started decommissioning horses and mules, and they rewrote their manuals, and all the manuals depicted how to use half tracks and armored vehicles and and totally got away from the horse and so by uh 1946 the army had fully stepped away from stock use and um and they ended all their educational programs and the mounted units that they had they they kept a few small detachments for special events like parades and ceremonies but as far as mounted soldiers that that training went away and so what kind of happened was there was a void um we have in in today's world environment um a lot of our service people are asked to go to different places in the world where the only mode of transportation is going back to horses and mules and so uh we uh, we have been able to uh, assist them in, in some of their training needs for the last several years, um, teaching them the, kind of pretty much the exact same stuff that I went over: how to how to work around stock, how to use stock, how to pack, how to uh, use animals over you know for extended times. Right. And so, so we've we've been uh, honored to be able to work with them uh, on their training efforts. And and that's been enjoyable to do, and and we continue to do that. And so, uh, that that's another big part of what what we do, and and uh, and enjoy it. You know, uh, a lot of people don't recall, but but uh, years ago, uh, in Afghanistan, uh, mm-hmm. there were a lot of mounted units, and and I know that some neighbors of mine in Tennessee supplied most of the mules. That went to Afghanistan to be used, and um, right. I bet you've I bet you've trained a few mules from Tennessee from oh yeah from my neighbors yeah 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 and yeah and and you know along those same lines I a lot of people have seen you know a, the best visual example of that this scenario if anybody's watched the movie Twelve Strong that's exactly what that situation was. Um, yeah, it, it was it was how the military unit was there, and they had to use what what they had available to them, and they figured out how to do it. And uh, we've actually had the opportunity to work with the modern day group, the team, the special ops team, um, 
that was part of that original 12 strong. Wow. Wow. So how are these special op guys? Are they pretty good with the livestock? You know, they are an absolutely fantastic group to work with. Um, lots of, lots of, it's really fun working with them because they've been programmed so much to pay attention to, and to detail and, and, uh, um, you know, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Is, you know, I, I probably didn't pay as close attention early on as what I should have to some things, and it may, I may have had to see it, had to see it done three times or five times. Right. Uh, those guys, those guys, if you show them something once or twice, they've got it. And uh, wow. lots of energy and and lots of uh, lots of enthusiasm to do things, and and uh, it, it's just it's fun working with them. Wow, well, that is that is so cool. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, it, it's quite honor to be able to work with with those guys and to help them to be prepared for what they've got ahead of them and um so i'm sure you enjoy it i'm sure you enjoy that we do it's great yeah yeah so if, uh if i do you have a facebook page by the way social um, media we do yeah we do yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna ask me what it is and uh, i'll have to look <laughs> connie walked in so i'll have to ask her what it is Oh, that's the easiest thing Facebook. to do. <laughs> well, I'll say that we have a Facebook page. We don't use it a whole lot. I'll, I can tell you what it is here in a minute. I think she's going to look. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I found a I found a Bob Marshall on there. That's kind of interesting. Okay. Bob Marshall Wilderness Outfitters. Oh, that that's, must be that's, it. That's, that's it. That's it. Okay. Great picture of great picture of you and Kyle on there. So oh, okay. that's pretty cool. So you can find uh, you can find them on social media on Facebook at Bob Marshall Wilderness Outfitters and visit their website. And um, I do recall, and again, it's been a couple of years since you and Connie were on with uh, with Jim McGarvey, but I think he and his wife have been out more than once to ride with you, haven't they? They, they have, yeah. They've been on trips, and and uh, of course they're they're a lot of fun to be around. They are pretty cool folks, and uh, and. To get Jim backcountry like that's pretty. That speaks well for you guys. Connie must Connie must be a good cook. Well, she is, and we've got we've got some others too. And and you know we're real fortunate. Our whole crew is is outstanding. And and uh, um, but yeah, she she oversees that whole side of stuff and 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 more. So. So how did you guys get into the packing? I know that didn't Smoke Elser have that business before you guys. Acquired he did, it. yeah, yeah. Um, well, we we've known Smoke for for years and years, and uh, you know, we it it sort of started out. Uh, it actually started out probably because of backcountry horsemen. Uh, you know, we would uh, uh, we'd go in taking take you know going to small groups of people and and right. uh, just on just on fun trips, and that just sort of grew into uh, we enjoyed taking people and showing them, you know, what, what Montana's got and what the wilderness offers. And, and it just sort of grew into, uh, uh, making a career out of it. And so that's, that's what we've done. Well, that's pretty cool. And if it's something that you enjoy, that's that plus, I always tell young people when they're thinking about what they'd like to do, you better do something you love and, uh, and you'll be happy doing that. So that is, are you, are you, uh, are you a native Montanan? No, uh, we grew up in Kansas actually, and moved here 
oh, 35 years ago. Wow. Well, you had to you had to adjust to some cold weather, didn't you? Oh, you know, it's uh yeah, but you know, it's you know, just like just like this system coming down now, you know, the whole Midwest gets pretty gets some pretty chilly temperatures and uh I grew up in a great part of Kansas in the Flint Hills and and uh uh you know, horses have been part of my life pretty much my whole life. So, um it was uh it was a fairly easy transition for me. Oh, that's great. Connie Connie, Connie was a rancher's daughter, so uh, you know, most of this just fit right in with her. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is great. Well, you have been a great guest, great information that you've shared with us today. And, uh, again, that's Bob Marshall Wilderness Outfitters.com. Did I get that right? Yep, that sounds right. That's that's the website, or Bob Marshall Wilderness Outfitters on Facebook. And uh, and I would encourage folks to, to look you up and to uh, – plan a trip it would be a great great time to come out there and if you want to learn more about packing and being an outfitter come out and spend some time with them as well tell miss connie hi for me i will tell her and uh we look forward to having you guys back again uh to visit a little bit more thanks for being with us today i'm going to play another thanks montana well. song right now so you're going to like this one Mac, All right, this perfect. One Thank from you. Joni Harms. It's called Blue Montana Moon. And we'll be right back. Thanks, Mac. Thank you.
celebrated Montana in music for this last hour. But we had a great show today. We certainly enjoyed visiting with Mr. Randy Houston and look forward to having him back. And then in the second hour of the show, a lot of us will talk with Mac Long and find out about uh, Bob Marshall Wilderness Outfits and the different things they're doing to work with the youth and the military and, uh, and our college students and the training that they well, Miss Bobby Bell is not with us today, so she had to uh, take off a little bit early, so we have no closings today. I do want to tell you about Rendezvous 2021. That's taking place uh, in June at the Circle E Guest Ranch in Tennessee, and then in September at uh, Bryce Valley Ranch near Bryce Canyon in Utah. And We've got a great lineup of musicians, performers that will be joining us. We'll have great shopping. We have clinics that are being conducted in Texas by Richard Winters and in Utah by Trina Morris. And uh, just a lot of fun. And uh, three days in some beautiful country, both in the mountains of East Tennessee and in the Red Rock territory of southern Utah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So you can at our website at equestrianlegacy.net and just click on Rendezvous to find out more about what's going on and to make your reservations for the events. So we encourage you to do that. And uh, this year, benefiting from our event will be uh, Jennifer O'Neill's Hill and Glade Farm, Hope and Healing with Hill and Glade. And that is a operation that works with our military PTSD. They're serving our servicemen and women suffering with PTSD and also the St. Heritage Foundation and the work that they're doing in finding homes for America's Mustang. It's been a fun time. We appreciate tuning in. Next week we'll have another great show. It all starts on Thursdays at noon Central Standard Time with the Campfire Cafe followed by Saddle of America. We want to remind you if you climb in the saddle, Get ready for the ride with Equestrian Legacy Radio. We're going to close out the show today with a fun, fun song from the Western Swing Authority. And they are joined by Mr. Ray Benson. It's a song called Dance with the One Who Loves You. 
see you next week on the radio.